if I don't show you how to do this, people will say, don't nobody love you. So come on in here, sit down and learn this. These are the kind of words that my grandmother would say when she was about to teach us some profound truth, wisdom, or skill. And so today I want to welcome you to go down another one of these wisdom smacks that I received growing up from my grandmother, where she taught us how to learn how to learn. Hi, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's webcast of Wisdom Smack. So thank you, and I'll see you on the flip. I had a globbed up mess. It had congealed and it sat there looking at me like an evil pudding that dared me to come near it. What I had was a major screw up. Now, I'm talking about this time when my grandmother decided to teach me how to make starch and how to starch my clothing, particularly at the time it was jeans. And she had gone over this process with me many times, too many to actually count and way too many for me to have had the mess that I had. Now, the issue in hindsight was that I had learned, but I didn't take that learning and and turn it into knowledge. I talked about another podcast before where I talked about the process between what is information, what is knowledge, and what is wisdom. And just a quick recap of that, information is where you collect a lot of data or, or facts and then you have to take that data or that information and do something with it to internalize it and make it your own, which if you don't, it's called an information gap because you have all these disparate parts of facts that you don't know how to assemble in a cohesive or a contextual way for them to make sense. Then you take what you know from those facts and you start to put them into uh, unique customizations where they now become knowledge that you can wield and use for problem solving for particular uh, situations unique unique to you. So for instance, knowledge would be ABC123. Um, the gap between ABC123 would be ABE meaning Abe, putting putting little words together so that they make sense. And then the knowledge would be um, Abe is a friend of Susie and Susie likes Abe. So I will go to Abe to get Susie to help me. So that's how you can take information, ABCs, turn them into words, knowledge, closing the knowledge gap, jumping over to, uh, excuse me, (laughs) ABCs, words, uh, jumping over the information gap to get to the knowledge that uh, this thing is like the other and making connections and synchronicities, as I talked about. And just taking that and then wisdom, (laughs) even from that scenario of Abe and Susie and you and all this kind of stuff, wisdom would take you over to the fact that, you know, maybe you might need to study Abe and then emulate Abe to be able to just get Susie to like you without having to use Abe because that's not morally you know, too tight. So I know that that's a lot to give you in a few minutes, but I just wanted to give you 
that uh and if you haven't checked out that uh, particular podcast is um called information knowledge and wisdom give it give it a go but today i want to talk about learning how to learn and how my grandmother taught me this skill that has gone on to continue to help me every day and in every way now um as i have been want to do i i love talking about stories of how i grew up and and it's because i'm I, the older i get the more i am realizing that this was not a normal education i was uh blessed with and i am wanting to share some of these things that i've learned because i am seeing where a lot of these wisdom smacks i received growing up as a kid are helping me to help clients helping me to help hopefully you by sharing these experiences and and these um things that i went through so that we can all grow together and make bounds and leaps together so going back to this starchy mess i had now i watched my grandmother take in laundry and and those types of things over the years and when she would give back the product honey it I'd put it up against any cleaners and she did this in her home and I watched her prepare the starch. I don't know uh, where you may be listening from, but in the South in the United States, there was uh, this maroon box with white writing on it and it was called Argo and it was starch that you just bought just pure starch. And there was a process of the water and the heating it up and all of this that you had to learn how to do uh and ratios were involved so yes there was some math you know uh temperature control between the hots and the colds and the dousing of um the starch onto the clothing and then putting the clothing in bags in the refrigerator and then taking them out after a certain amount it like i said it could be very convoluted but there was a symphony of components that my grandmother did so that she could come out with a um, product that was um, consistent and this is how she did a, a lot of things I remember her trying to teach us how to fry chicken and I don't know if you've ever had a southern black woman's fried chicken but I will tell you it's enough to make you slap something kick something and do a jig and my grandmother had that gift as well let me just put it this way. My grandmother's chicken was so good that when she would uh, cook it and sell it on campus to help the students raise money, yeah, it would be a fight. And she'd have to start like in the wee hours of the morning just to get enough of it ready. People were ready to buy my grandmother's cold fried chicken. It was that good. So when she was teaching us these things, there were certain um, approaches that she used that like i said i thought everybody knew how to do it but what she was teaching us she wasn't teaching me how to make starch um to have uh starched jeans that could stand up on their own she wasn't even teaching me how to fry chicken and we're not going to talk about how she taught us how to bake cakes from scratch (laughs) well you know what i might do that because that one would probably be a little bit better as well but the way she did it was is my grandmother had this ability and and I, I need to say abilities with an S because she had abilities that I took for granted. And those were my grandmother had a, a exceptional command on the ability to verbalize 
what she thought and felt in a way that it painted the picture on your uh, canvas of your mind. The way she described things was so vibrant and colorful and full of active life that you immediately got it. She used metaphor like a maestro. She used simile with the detriment of a sharp point of a sword. And not only that, she knew how to break down a process and into a, you know the smallest parts needed to make the steps understandable at different levels. So I remember her teaching me how to make the components of her famous um, Thanksgiving meals when I was like eight. Yes, I was a little kid. And my grandmother was teaching me how to make cornbread dressing, macaroni and cheese. <laughs> she was teaching me how to make one of my grandfather's favorite cakes that he, that sometimes, not sometimes, my grandmother always had a homemade cake every week for him. And she had different kinds, you know, whether it be caramel cake, uh, lemon cake, pound cake, uh, you name it. My grandmother could could throw down and do it. And she would teach us those things. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't realize that I was in the presence of a masterful sage. And I'm so glad that now I'm finally at the point where I'm starting to own the fact that she imbued her grandkids and and passed this wisdom down to us because I see it not only in myself, I see it in my siblings and I see how they interact with their children and we're passing these things down and we don't take it for granted anymore. We don't take the fact that we finally realize in our adult lives that our grandmother was the community big mama. She was the one not only helping us, but she was helping other people. Uh, when I was growing up, my grandmother had become, at the time, they would call them dorm mothers. See, I grew up in a university town. I actually grew up in a historically black university and college town, uh, Grambling, where Grambling State University is located still to this day. And so my grandmother was a dorm mother in one of the dormitories for the men's complexes there. And that meant that she managed that uh, dormitory. Uh, She had her office there. Sometimes she'd have to spend the night, you know, if if, uh, someone didn't come to relieve her. Um, And she became the actual mother of that dorm. I remember young men coming in at night after school uh, classes and wanting to talk to my grandmother about things. And it became so popular that she would just say, look, y'all just meet down here. I'll open up the meeting room and we can have a, you know, she didn't call it Q&A. She said, but we can have a little powwow. And those boys would come in, young men, 18 to 20 or, or so, and they would pour their hearts out. And my grandmother would listen. And that was another skill that I'm still trying to learn, you know, but my grandmother knew the right mix and I mean yes I'm probably painting her as a saint but you just needed to know this woman to understand just how powerful her skills were she was an alchemist of wisdom I mean she could take what looked like lumps of dirt and 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 turn them into the purest of gold but she also had this uh this this way of knowing when to listen when to talk 
when to be soft with her words, when to be forceful with them, because she did all of this as a barely five foot tall woman dealing with big tall men, because I hate to say it, but growing up I was a little fearful of these guys I was a little kid and these to me looked like adults they weren't I, I know that now but she was actually the dorm mother for one of the athletic dorms and Grambling State is renowned for its football and she was a dorm mother in one of the football dorms so these were hulking big babies I didn't realize they were big babies but they were and sometimes I'd see my grandmother and she would tell them you're gonna shut up and you're gonna listen now she didn't use the word shut up because she didn't like us using that but she says you're gonna be quiet and you're gonna listen and I remember she would have little sayings that I say to this day she would say things like look I've been where you gotta go so you need to listen you came to me I didn't come to you <laughs> and these guys would stop at their tracks and they would listen so this is how my grandmother went about teaching us how to learn. And so her process was elegantly simple. What she would do is she would say, you need to be able to take in where somebody has come from. Now, in today's society, we will look at it as having a comprehensible understanding of their backstory. She would say things like, you don't know what they've been through. So do not make assumptions. She was also teaching us that before we would tackle something, make no prejudiced uh, assessments of it, whether it be a person, a place, or a thing. And in that, she was giving us the tools to be able to break it down to its smallest parts. Now, I, I want to say something about that. My grandmother had what I like to call an engineering mind. I don't know that I got that gift as much as uh, one of my siblings, but that engineering mind of hers would observe something. And not only would she break it down to its simplest parts, she always looked for the most effective, efficient, and eloquent, eloquent solution to approach something. You know, so I I talked in another um, segment or a podcast about my mom doing things to make us see things um, and see the hidden. And she got that from her mom, which is this lady I'm talking about right here. And my grandmother, uh, when I tell you like um, assembling things, I don't think anybody um, would have been more surprised than um, a lot of folks who took my grandmother, my soft-spoken, quiet grandmother, for granted when they would give her a little bit of nothing and she could come up with something that you had never imagined before. This woman's um, abilities, I think if she lived in today's world, she would probably have some type of show on uh, Home and Garden or DIY because she could take stuff from the dollar store and turn it into art and beauty um, that you have never seen before. I, I would see her put together stuff and she had a chemist mind where she was like, well, if you mix this with this, then it turns this way. It makes it hard. It'll stick to this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, grandmom, you know, how do you do this? And she's like, you got to learn how to learn. And so her process, like I said, first she would um, observe, get the backstory. Um, 
she passed that love on to us through words. She um, managed to almost get her associates back in the 40s, but due to the war, she wasn't able to finish. So my grandmother would have had a uh, advanced degree if she had been able to continue on, but the uh, World War II broke out. Uh, and so she always had a love of learning. So she taught us to love the etymology, uh, etymology, oh, excuse me, you guys, etymology of words, the breakdown, the background of words. Then she said, not only do you want to understand the, the backstory of it, you want to make no assumptions about it. That also included, this is one of the things she really hated. She says, don't just do what other people have done. She said, there's always more than one way to skin a cat. So just because someone makes a car this way doesn't mean that you have to make it that way. And because of that, she was teaching us how to be innovative and how to be innovative, intuitive and ingenious in our approach to how we would come at something. To this day, a, a lot of how I'm able to survive, thrive and be unique in the marketplace is because of this kind of way of approach to learning that I learned at home, not in school. You know, she would say things like, don't be a bandwagon thinker. Don't don't just do it because this is how everybody else does it. She says there might be a better way that's just waiting for you to pick it up. I remember her saying these quick little anecdotes that were just so wonderful. Now, going back with this learn how to learn when I remember her teaching us how to make a basic cake. She would teach us the one, two, three uh, for a method and she would show us at the time she was showing us ratios of wet to um uh uh to base like how much milk would uh go to flour how um many eggs you would need for the amount of flour how much oil or butter how much fat it would need and she was teaching us these chemical compounds and my grandmother had never you know like i said never been a quote-unquote chemist but she knew this stuff she talked about leavening she talked about um how the salt how you always needed a salt with a sugar to balance it and to help it do this she taught us the difference between baking powder and baking soda and how baking soda doesn't work unless you have I mean baking powder uh, doesn't work unless you either have baking soda buttermilk or or some type of acid and I was like okay and I like I said I just took it like everybody's grandmom teaches them this everybody knows this and like I said to this day I find that I use these skills as my foundations to learn on top of them using my grandmother's other tenants. Now, there were many more that she would tell us, but the biggest ones that I want to be able to convey to you with the limited time that I have, because I, I don't want to take for granted that you got all day to be listening to me rambling about my stories of my grandmother. But I just want to say this, that you have to be able to articulate what you're wanting to do not only to others but to yourself and that was one of the biggest things that she never said but when I go back and review all the times she helped us problem solve with unique ways based on limited resources because let's face it a black woman in the south growing up in the 30s 40s and 50s she was not given the opportunities that we're afforded today and yet and still she was one of the premier people in her community that people respected looked up to and gave um resources to handle because my grandmom could make stuff happen and so she had that command of being able to verbalize 
and and paint on the canvas of a person's mind vivid pictures of things that a lot of times didn't even exist like i said before my grandmother was a maestro at metaphor because she in her way already knew that the fastest way to get someone to understand something is to equate it with something else to to make it seem like that thing but not only something else something of greater value the um and like i said her use of simile like you know it's as if it's like you know she would use it with pinpoint precision to excise and cut away the fluff and the stuff that you didn't need to get to the heart of the matter. Going into how um, she would deal with these young men, I, I, I started to see her as a Michelangelo shaping the minds of these young men to infuse and imbue them with a self-respect and an honor that I have come to miss that I, I don't see in a lot of young people today that need these big mamas. Instead of my grandmother asking them to respect her, she always reoriented them. And she would say things like, if I can't get you to start with you, nothing else matters. And she did that with us. She did that with those, those young men. And I, I, I'm just amazed. So instead of her, because like they would come in cursing and fighting and the stuff that boys would do. And she would be like, look, son, I want you to figure out what it is about you that makes you choose the words you choose do the things you do and she said and if it doesn't feel good to you don't do it she said only do that which is true to you now yeah she's probably you know channeling some Marcus Aurelius stoicism and all that kind of stuff I mean but we didn't know that maybe she didn't um but she really helped to get people to reorient from within I remember uh, one time I had done something and it was it was bad. Well, I'll go on and tell you. I was a little kid and I had found my grandfather's stash of quarters, half dollars and uh, dollar coins. And they were in his closet in the back and he was saving them. I didn't realize it, but this was the way he saved little change for us to give out at Christmas and I found it and boy I was like I'm rich and I took the money and all of that and um my grandmother was like where did you get all these quarters and stuff and I told her I said I can't tell you and she was like oh yes you can so the gist of it is, is this is what she taught me was stealing was she said that did not belong to you that is granddad's go put it back and I was like oh, I'm so sorry but then she had this this thing like I said I was a little kid and I still remember this lesson she taught me what respect was and like I said she loved um looking at things from an unbiased position looking at the background of it and so um she kept these big encyclopedias and for those of you who might not have grown up pre-internet encyclopedias were these collections of books of facts so she kept encyclopedias she kept unabridged dictionaries because she believed that no matter who you were you needed a library in your home because things could always be hidden from you in books and so she had a love of knowledge and a love of these books so she takes us over takes me over and she makes me read and uh, read what respect meant 
And then after she did that, she made me write it out. And I remember not only did she make me write the definition out, she made me write out the little uh, phonetic spelling of it uh, with the dashes and all of that. And I remember to this day, respect her. And it meant to look again with regard. And I had to come and try to tell her what it meant. And all I was doing was uh, spouting out what had uh, been said. And she says, no, that's not what it means. She said, go look at it again. And I remember she, it seemed like forever, but in little kids, mind, I mean, time, it probably was forever. But when I look back, she probably spent a good 30 minutes teaching me this lesson. And this is what um, I talk about when I talk about how masterful it was for her to teach me how to learn how to learn. She said, I want you to go back and I want you to look at that. And she said, then I want you to ask yourself, is there anything else that you would need to get to help you understand what this is? And when I went back and read it, I realized the words weren't making any sense to me. And so I was like, I think I need pictures. So that's the next thing she was like okay well let's find pictures and we didn't find any but I remember my grandmother um, helping me to draw a picture of those coins and my grandfather and how she said now I want you to look at these coins again on this picture and they were my drawings so they were horrible and she was like what do you see here and I said I see now that those coins did not belong to me she says so you taking them meant what to granddad and um that's when I started understanding what respect was. And she was teaching me how to break down a concept to help myself to grow past that concept. And to this day, I understand respect to me, not to give someone a certain type of act activity of honor, but to look at them and to search for what is magnificent about them so much so that that's part of one of my superpowers i'm able to be a magnificence hunter and to be able to see that hidden gem in people because i am determined to respect them to look again to reconsider them to see what it is that they hold that is those coins of uh value and that was because of my grandmother teaching me to learn how to learn so I want to challenge you and I want you to see the wisdom smack in this. Do you really know how to learn? Do you know how to take a concept foreign to you, break it down into its component parts, be able to express it in a way where somebody else can understand it? And also not only that, but be willing to take it down without prejudice, Take it down to the to the studs, if you will, to look at what is its backstory. Uh, what are component parts that would help you to better understand it? A lot of times, people aren't willing to try to articulate a subject past one iteration. If math doesn't make sense to you in numbers, maybe it makes sense to you in words. And if the words like problem um uh, word problems don't make sense to you then maybe it makes sense to you in pictures and if pictures don't help then maybe it makes sense to you in parables if parable and you see how you continue to go on and on and you you bring in new ways of doing that my grandmother was teaching us how to have acute comprehension of how to approach a subject and because of that 
that is a skill that I can truly say. When people look at me, my grandmother was right. People know I was loved because she taught me how to learn, how to learn. Now, let me go back to that starchy mess I started out with in the beginning. I was trying to hide it from her because I was supposed to have my jeans ready for the week and this was going to be my first time doing them on my own. I finally had to confess up and I finally had to admit to her that I, I didn't I didn't know how to salvage this and I had used too much starch, too many components and all of this. And so my grandmother came back and she looked at the starchy pudding mess that I had. <laughs> and she was like, okay, we're going to fix this. And I watched how um, she took, I, I think, I want to say it was vinegar and some other stuff. And she um, used it to to revive this starch and get it back to a, um, a smooth um, gelatinous uh, consistency instead of the, the chalky pudding that I had. And I watched her sprinkle the clothes with it in the water and roll them up tight and put them in the bags and all this kind of stuff and so she was like okay so we're going to go back and what she did was amazing in that she did not do it for me she said we're going to do this over and she watched while I did it and she says I don't want you to just do it I want you to explain to me why you're doing what you're doing and once she made me do the process giving me feedback as I was going along but not only that, getting me to explain to her why I was doing what I was doing, that's when it clicked. I had to be able to not only learn something, but learn it in a, in a way that I could convey that knowledge to someone else. And when you put that responsibility on what you learn, you truly do start to learn how to learn. You do start to understand how to break things down and in their smallest components, how to um, use metaphor and all that stuff that my grandmother was doing. So my time is up for the day. I'm so thankful for you guys continuing to listen. This has just been a blessing. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, please share it, comment on it, and support it. And I got an easy way for you to be able to support this podcast. Please consider when you do your Amazon shopping, use our link and we may receive a little bit of a commission for that. It costs you nothing extra and you can do that by going to michellespiva.com forward slash A-M-Z. Thanks. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.